0: It's now or never Putting distance in between us We don't ask feel it. In many ways it's just beginning Can you believe the biggest difference of a within your 2 If we just let so close it to our senses, my second mom.
1: Number seventy-four tonight on November twenty-fourth, twenty eighteen, and we've got Nano and DMJ with me tonight. It has been a while since I've seen DMJ, uh... and we're all kind of recovering from the first bout of uh, illness, I guess. That's been going around. Not fun times there, but uh, we're on we're on the upswing, so.
2: It feels like for some reason the colds this year are just as bad as the flu. And I don't get it where it's just like, nano sick, you're sick and I'm sick, but like you and me are Midwest and he's out, we- he's out West and we're just like, how is everybody getting the same thing? I, this doesn't happen.
1: I mean, it's probably not the same thing, but yeah.
2: It's similar.
1: Yeah, probably. Oh. So. Yeah, another live show, we are going to be talking about the progression of Toho into sort of the digital realm. Obviously, since last year when the first official Toho game was published on Steam, we've seen a lot of this sort of progression towards uh, digital, which is really kind of a a fundamental shift uh, from like the the... 20 years before that, and the year and a half it's been or so since that point.
2: I okay, I actually figured this out. Hmm. It's really weird because going from uh, because I've been doing a lot of more uh, album hunting as Hmm. of late, I'm trying to grab some albums, and I realize how much prices not even not just in Japan but in the US have changed on getting. Dojin cds um one good example is i saw a 60 shift um u.s uh in the prices for uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh uh records albums since they got added to google play for the physical stuff okay um which is really interesting to me so um, it's
1: so it's gone up in price is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, it's going up in price Now, it's fluctuating because I'm I'm basing that on what people are pricing on eBay and on Amazon. I'm not really basing it on what you can get outside of those two because that's normally, if you were going to base it on strictly what the U.S. market is looking at mm. when it comes to physical CD sales, those are the two places you're going to look for. You're going to look for the third-party aftermarket sale and you're going to look for people who already did the importing for you and are just holding out the CDs. And you can totally see like people are putting $60 shifts on a lot of stuff. Um
1: so it's, that's interesting because, I mean, obviously that sort of is telling that this stuff is in higher demand or people are more aware of it or something. But if, but by the same token, if it's available digitally, and we'll get more into this in a little bit here, uh, because, you know, uh, uh, within the last couple of months, we've had this shift where suddenly uh, through a third... Party kind of person they they figured out sort of the legal detail and now you can look on the um, the app store you can look on Google Play and you can do you can search for uh, iOSIS or Alstroemeria or Tamaonsen. a lot of the stuff's out there you like,
2: could you can search for them but you're better you better know the the kanji for it buddy some some of, some of, them of you it cannot is find.
1: yeah some of it you um, it's it's not the most friendly uh, to search but it is out there. Which is really different, and we're still kind of trying to wrap our head around it a little bit.
2: If you guys want to have a good time, and want to laugh for like 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> oh no, I, go, I, I know what you Go on say.
2: Google Play Music <laughs> and type in Zun. <laughs> and just look at the title tracks. Oh no. Oh boy not only are they literally translated they're literally translated in all caps with no spaces uh-huh. <laughs> it's, so it's like romanji all cats no spaces you you it's like some of the titles just flow off into nothing <laughs> it's just so you get such a good laugh i heard lunar sent me this screenshot when he was looking it was just the funniest <laughs> thing i've ever seen
1: <laughs> I don't know why they thought that would be more easily readable. I mean, like, it kind of loses meaning at that point. It's just a mishmash of of letters. At the very least, you need spaces, but they just didn't. It didn't happen. So
2: they just it just kept happening. Just like this is good. Mm-hmm. That is what I imagine. They're just sitting there looking at. It, it goes. This is this is good.
1: So, I mean, like realistically though, no one's going to search. Uh, using the the Romanized form, and certainly not without spaces, so it's it's really weird. But, I mean, I guess you can still find that stuff if you search Zune, like you said. Yeah. If, uh, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Alright. So we'll get more into that during the show. Uh, also, of course, there's, you know, besides music, there's been a huge deal with games on Steam and for consoles and things, so... Lots to discuss there as well.
2: Yeah. Fun.
1: Other than other than that, um, there's also some station side stuff that's been going on. Uh, We're in the middle of doing a rather large uh, sorting process. That is to say, we've I'm pretty sure I've alluded to this in our last shows here, but we're going through all the music that we have. Uh, We consolidated it all together because, like, doing this station for the last seven years or so, you know, you go through or at least I have gone through a couple desktops, a laptop. uh, And so things are kind of a little bit scattered. You know, we, as far as like staff side stuff goes, we've had like the FTP file solution for, um, for, you know, gathering all the stuff in the location that didn't really work so well. We tried a particular cloud solution for a while and that worked okay. But then it was like, well, it takes up space on army and server, and so we needed to figure out something else. And so I think we have that something else, and we put it all together, and now we're going through and filtering all of it. Um, yeah, we That's
2: have fun, isn't it, Lunar?
1: We <laughs> have a lot of circles. We have more circles than I thought we did. Um, like, when it's all said and done, and this filter library ends up in the regular rotation on the actual 24-7 radio station here at Gensoki Radio. Um, there's probably gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 different circles. So Oh yes <laughs> it's a lot actually. Um, and I've we've we've got some extra space to put music on. We're only actually using about half the space that we have available to us as far as what music is on the station. So that's gonna be Tape. Yeah. Tape. Tape Tape, that's tape. a different that's a different project if you, <laughs> if, you, if you really want me to talk about that i mean i guess i could do that too but
2: i don't know but the idea that we are getting to the point where we need magnetic tape would be exciting because i have never that's enterprise grade stuff technically <laughs> that makes us a, 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 a an enterprise yeah. right. no we, we did it we, we did we, it Reddit.
1: <laughs> yeah I, well i've been working with a friend a little bit and we ended up getting this um Server that, like, initially would have cost like two or three thousand (laughs) dollars. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get more into that if you really want me. You know, if you guys are curious, I'll I'll talk about that and fill you in. Yeah, Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, but. Yeah, so I mean, we've got that. If you are here on the station and you're wondering what the heck, uh, it's a two-hour show. We're going to be going for the next hour, 45 minutes or so, and you can join the community on Discord at discord.gg/gr. All right, Woo! let's get into the first one here. This is something from uh, uh, Kotsky Records, uh, Stack, and then after that is also something that is still uh, relatively newish. Was published earlier this year, and then we'll be back right after that here in Gensoku Radio Live, number 74. Radio Live number 74 tonight. We're back here with uh, myself, Lunar, as well as DMJ. And Nanos, Nano's still around, but uh he to step away for a little bit. So let's hop into it here. Um, we kind of started uh, talking about some music-related things, and yeah... There's a lot of it out there that is coming in, uh, that is new. Uh, DMJ has been sort of leading the charge a little bit. Uh, you mentioned yes. this a little bit, but you are looking at uh, you're looking at some rather unusual places to try to find music, and you have bare, uh, bared fruit. Is that awkward? No. Yes. You, you, yes. You have found some things out there. So tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, so
2: guys. Listen to me. I want you. You guys have your listening ears on. Mm,
1: Do you guys?
2: I want to see. Do you see? Do you have a mod in chat?
1: I'm wearing my ears on my other ears.
2: Okay. Well, (laughs) Bandcamp. Boy, it is awesome. Like, okay, if you're a Toho fan, I I understand you're listening to all the Comic Cat releases, and those are great, and those are awesome. But we get the same thing every year. Okay. We know they're going to happen. We can always get them. Go to Bandcamp. Holy crap. Okay, so let me perfect example. I remember a couple days ago uh, or a show ago, I remember talking about Violet Delta and about how these guys put out possibly one of the best Toho synthwave albums ever.
1: And we've got some music from them later tonight, too. Lunar. Yeah.
2: What is your reaction to when you had to listen through them
1: for for Violet Delta or yeah for Violet
2: for Violet Delta? They get Gits, uh get Midnight Drive.
1: So I tend to, like I, I kind of gravitated towards a couple of tracks on that album. Uh, one of which is in the playlist tonight, and it's it's so like it, it's satisfying, I guess. But it's also really interesting because I. I, you know, we we want to think that DMJ had like some small hand in this, saying Toho Vaporwave. We want this kind of material, and it's not necessarily Vaporwave, but it's like the same. It's a very similar sound, right? So like, I I, I do enjoy it. There there are a couple things on there that, um, it's it, it goes beyond just sounding retro. It, it you know, it's it's like a it's like a It's, like, from a different... It's from a different era, like, you know? But except this was published this year, and that's what's so interesting about it.
2: It was... What I put Violet Delta is, like, if you take all of what made 80s synth very... synth, Synth and New Wave, like, made that special and just clean it up just a little bit, that's what you get from this album. And that's why I think of, like... Gensoku Midnight Drive by Violet Delta easily. If you are if you are a Bandcamp user, go pick this album up. That, and I also picked up uh, nurahachi uh, Ruler License. Oh boy, Ruler License is such a good album. It, essentially, it feels like like it's an instrumental. Um, how would I put this? It's an instrumental symphonic hard metal progressive metal. Like jet trap. It's <laughs> a Gent album. And it's so it's so good because at no point does it hit you overtly over the head with any of the of the technical elements. It blends them so, so perfectly. The the album to me felt like if Rimu and Sane were held in an epic battle and Rimu was killed and sent down through the the trip down through to the afterlife and then coming back to defeat Sané after rising up. It is that powerful of an album. I highly recommend Ruler License by Nurohachi. Ooh, boy.
1: (laughs) We've uh, we've got some links going up in general in Discord. Uh, We've got a link to Violet Delta's Bandcamp out there, as well as discussion of uh, actually the last song that we played, uh, in the track set anyway was from IOSIS and that was available on uh, Booth that is to say Booth.pm uh, they are sort of a digital distribution uh, site that you can you can find some of the music that we play on there uh, and I'm some... sorry
2: somebody posted something in Awoo that was just so
1: perfect <laughs> so some of the newer stuff as well um, and since I'm on that topic uh, there was an event that Booth.pm had uh, earlier this month, they did this once before, um, Apollo 08, where they released something like 140 different uh, digital um, albums from Circles. Some of some of the circles you've heard before, and uh, some of them you haven't before, and so like a, a lot of it's just, you know, uh, it, it's either like a different option. It's another way for you to get the music that you've heard before and support the artists through that platform or it's also a way for these really small artists that perhaps don't have the ability to even publish to CD because that's like a whole ordeal in and of itself um, to just get their stuff out there. Um, which, I guess if you're in the West, you might gravitate to something like Bandcamp for that naturally, but in Japan they don't really have something like that. And there's no you know, so like booth.pm is one of those sort of channels where that is sort of not necessarily an equivalent, but it's one place where a lot of the fan material has sort of found a way to to go digital. So
2: yeah, oh, it's just so so nice to have digital stuff. Especially with when it comes to the games. Uh, like like I'm I'm sorry, but like I need to make sure my Steam library looks impressive, <laughs> and s- digital st- Toho games make it look much better. Because what is what is my Steam right now? I think it's like
1: it, too too much.
2: It's a number I'm slightly Probably. ashamed about. <laughs> I mean, it's a number. I'm ashamed. 344 games on my Steam library. I'm ashamed.
1: That's like more than twice what I have. I mean, that's yeah. that's a lot. So, and I, you know, I guess you're talking about games, but I did want to also mention that there was, um, someone who contacted me fairly recently, uh, I think it was Milky Chan, who is an artist for, uh, at least a couple different circles out there, uh, you know, um, we probably heard them from, uh, Bobby Music, Frozen Starfall, um, last, uh, was it Last Dream? except they've, yeah, last they've, they've changed their names. I think they're Norowaleta Knight or something. Um, anyway, um, they got back to me and said, hey, you know, just make sure that you know about us. And and uh, they there was a new circle that they sent me, and I have to look into it still. It's like This happened like a couple days ago, so it's still kind of fresh in the mind, but I still need to look into it. So...
2: <laughs> so. Games. Mm-hmm. I really want to talk about these because not only was the Steam thing really big, but now that, like, now we got stuff coming out for the Switch, making it portable is really awesome. That's, yeah. um, so, like, um, just, let's just start here with Steam game, Switch games, since I'm Marty here sure. and, um, there's a new game about to come out uh, on the 29th of November Uh, it is called Gensokyo Defenders now I don't know much about this game because it is very very limited on what it says on the eShop but what from what I was able to glean from it it is a Toho Tower Defense game which I don't know how I feel about Toho Tower Defense but let's see how this works Could be Um, fun It will have two-player co-op online, which will require Nintendo online. I'm sorry, people. Um, It will apparently also have touchscreen controls for the Switch, which not a lot of games have, which is really interesting. So I'm kind of excited to see that. And it's going to have a $20 price point. It doesn't look terrible. (laughs) Um, It doesn't... Okay, because you have to understand, we toho Budo battle burst five or whatever listen that game was bad uh, and we don't talk uh, about that on the switch
1: well, <laughs>
2: that's if it's as long as it's not that game we're fine okay at this point um oh and um oh now that i'm remembering this there is another game on the switch that i want to talk about really quick is a rhythm game uh, if nobody, if uh, I know a lot of people, are, uh, probably in the chat have heard of this series, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Um, it's a very popular Taiko drum arcade game in Japan, um, and it's just got a uh, Nintendo Switch release. Release, I think in Japan, it's subtitles to uh, Nintendo Switch version, but in North America and Europe, it's just called Drum and Fun.
1: Okay, yeah, um, that, that one I have heard before actually
2: Yeah um, If you guys don't know Essentially it's a game where you have a drum In front of you, you have to hit left, right And then you have the sides you can smack um, They have a version, if you guys play Osu They have something similar to that In there, in Taiko mode uh, Go check that out But it just released on Switch for $50 But you can go download A Toho track pack For it um, officially supported. It features three tracks on it uh, Night of Nights by Beats Mario, a track by Yuhei Satellite and Senya. I don't know how to pronounce that lunar. If you want to attempt it, it's in the show notes. Uh, okay. Um, uh, and then Kiro Nine Destiny.
1: Oh, um, Tsukini Murakumo. Yeah. Uh, yep, uh, that uh, one. Uh, by uh, Yuhei Satellite. No, that, that was only half it. Um, <laughs> Tsukini Murakumo Hanani Kaze <laughs> by Icyon?
2: Yeah, it's essentially Yuhei Satellite, but they credited just the guy who arranged it. Okay. Um, right. And then Kero 9 Destiny, if anybody wants it. And the DLC pack for that is $4. bucks.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll get back into that after this break here. Um, talk a little bit more about the Steam side of things. This is Cranberry Moon from Toho Eurobeat album and then after that is something from She Saw. We'll be back here on Gitsoki Radio Live number 74. 74 tonight. Welcome back everyone. Got myself and DMJ here still. And let's pick up Woo! where we left off. Uh we were talking about switch games, talked about a couple things. And <coughs> more than that, I guess more prevalent than that, more easily accessible to some independent developers are games on Steam. Now we've had Which? Yeah.
2: Which I do want to I do want to say out out front. Um, if you guys don't know what's right, going on right now it's the Steam Autumn Sale and I think some of the games that we're about to mention are also available on Steam they Autumn Sale correct? Are
1: also on sale that's correct so yeah um, if hopefully you aren't too tempted by what we're going to tell you about if you're you know uh, lock up your wallet now before uh, we start talking about this stuff and hopefully
2: yeah, you lock okay. it, lock it up get out your anti-gabin spray <laughs> Just spray your wallet down. Um, Shock collars. Shock collars are great. Just make sure it's programmed to say, hey, that game's pretty good. Set it to that. Set it to that phrase so it shocks you every time you say that to remind you don't spend your money.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, because
2: that's a problem I'm having right now. I'm just looking.
1: All right. So yeah, I mean, so this all began with, uh, you know, a a game that was published on Steam Uh, last year. uh, Hidden Star in Four Seasons was published by Team Shanghai Alice uh, on Steam, the first official Toho game on Steam. And you know, if you know anything about sort of the, the I guess Zunes' policy on this is like, whatever channels his games are published in. Uh, Fan games and such can also be published, and it is basically the basic version of that. So once that happened, we started seeing fan games on Steam. Um, Now, two notes. You right now can find Hidden Star in Four Seasons and Violet Detector. From Zune on Steam, you can also find Antonami of Common Flowers, published by Tassifro, that is also an official Toho game, and they range in price from eleven dollars to twenty-five, so uh, you can take a look at those. Um there are there's some interesting like categorization that happens on steam um i mentioned this probably a couple shows ago but um like i was looking in steam and there's the indie games section that has a subsection called toho franchise um well today i found a uh, the action games has a subsection called toho franchise so like you can find them by searching toho or i'm sure there's probably some other way to do that as well. Um, What you'll find if you search Toho is there's a lot of stuff on there that tags it as Toho because they're like, you know, the game developers are trying to find people who know, they're probably interested in curtain fire games, you know, bullet hell games, kind of like the classic Toho uh, games. So you'll find those out there, the things that aren't actually Toho related, but they're uh, you know, from the middle of last year all the way to now um if you search toho on steam you actually get something like 90 results back not all of those are toho games but a lot of them are
2: well it's really interesting is that you also see this problem um when you start like actually googling like toho games when i used to actually google toho games mm-hmm. to try to find like all the fan games and everything you start getting people that like want to like oh you like toho games uh you might like this and you might like this actually another better good uh another better better example is uh google play store has the similar issue um where if you google toho or toho project yeah there's a handful of games on there but for the most part you're just going to be given this generic curtain fire which is really interesting like well i mean so
1: in it's the Google Play Store, you know, music notwithstanding, is not a place where any official works have been published to. So you'll find stuff out there, but it will all be free. It can't be sold, according to kind of the, the terms that we mentioned earlier. Yes. So it, which, yeah.
2: which is, I got games like on my phone, like Flandre Toho Jump, Dangerous <laughs> China, Sliding Chen is easily my favorite. <laughs> Okay. Trust me, Sliding oh. Chen is like the dark souls of those, uh, of like paper flinging oh, games. Oh,
1: okay, well, th- this is an area I haven't personally looked into, but but what I do know is that there are fan games on Steam, and so that's what I've kind of looked into. Uh, one of the first ones on Steam out there was Nietzsche Rank. Uh, we've talked to the developers on our show before, actually. So um, We
2: partied with them at AB.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, you did.
2: They are, yeah, I did, <laughs> and they're awesome, and their game was baller. We were playing. Uh, we were actually competing uh, with the Philippines uh, while we were at AB because at the same time AB was going on, they were holding a tournament to see who could get far the farthest in Nortori Inc. in the Philippines. And the Philippines came back with their score like this is the guy who won. This is his record. This is the farthest. And then we beat them at AB like so hard. <laughs> I I cannot remember the scores, but I the, the the scores for the Philippines. But I know the final score was like hundred and forty games.
1: They got pretty high up there. Oh, so Nintorink was one of them. Uh, there's, I mean, there, there's many. There's the Disappearing of Gensokyo we've mentioned on here before. Uh, was published in January this year. That's thirty uh, percent off. It's about you know seven dollars and seventy cents or so. Um, <laughs> there, there's one on here. We, we've mentioned this before. The Senran uh, Mei Suishu Tactics by Desfact Noir, um, where the description goes, One day, a strange cup appeared in Gensokyo. Like, I'm I'm sure you remember that, because, like, a strange cup appearing in Gensokyo is actually, like, the plot device for carrying the the story forward, and it's rather strange-sounding. Um, I haven't really looked into it any further than that, but... Um,
2: I really hope it's, like, just a noodle cup. Man. I really hope it's that. Yeah. Like, something dumb like that. That would be perfect Makes in you my wonder.
1: Mind. Makes you wonder, though, for sure. Yeah. Um,
2: like, no just finds, like, a noodle cup and doesn't know how how it functions.
1: That <laughs> probably happened, But, you know. Uh, there's, um... For the disappearing of Gensokyo, there's actually, like, a few different... Uh, Things of DLC out there. Um, It looks like character packs and such, so um, that's uh, a thing, I guess. Um, Stuff we haven't really looked into. Oracle of Forgotten Testament is interesting because it's the uh, the illustrations kind of different. Like you can tell that's Remu, you can tell that's Marissa, but um, and you can look this up as well. It's 20% off on Steam at about four dollars. And a lot of these are kind of like top-down RPG-style games, um, so if you're not into those, then meh. You know, I, it's a lot of them are just that anyway, so. Um, Rain Project's another one where we've mentioned that on Facebook a little bit, that got some pretty strong reception from people. Um, that is a 2D side-scroller, um, sort of an adventure type, so you go through the world, and I... I exactly what it's about but um that one is not on sale but it's still pretty uh, you know it's affordable at about eight dollars so um there's scarlet curiosity of course that one's 35 percent off right now it's 9.75 and we've mentioned that on the show before as well um mainly because it's uh, it's published by exceed which is a pretty decently known uh, game publisher and it's a 3d um kind of yeah 3d no it's definitely 3d um yeah, it's a action RPG, I guess. So so that one could be a little more interesting if you're not into the whole like top-down thing. Um, I'm going to keep going with these a little bit, but, uh, but I know that DMJ, you had to be somewhere for just a little bit. And he may have actually left me. Did he leave me? Uh, I'm going to assume he left me, so I'm just going to keep rolling with this. I didn't have to say anything. Uh, It's actually surprising how much DLC there is uh, looking on Steam. There's Toho Luna Nights, Um, there's DLC for Groove Coaster, there's actually a number of Toho songs that came out for that, so if you have that, that's something you uh, could look into uh, as well if you're into those kinds of games. And. Gosh, there's actually how many for Groove Coaster? I'm, I'm just looking at some of the more recent stuff on Steam. There's at least eight different uh, tracks that you can get. They're all they're all $2 each, but yeah, so, I mean, it's out there. Um, a lot of character packs for so Wander as well. That one's out there, it looks like, so uh, yeah, I can so Wander reloaded. Uh, I see the DLC. I don't exactly see where the actual game is, but I'm assuming it's in there somewhere. Uh, There's Toho Fan of Destiny. I think we also maybe published or talked about that a little bit. Um, Kind of a top-down, but it's also 3D as well. So I guess it's kind of like the style of of game that you are finding on here. If it's not your classic curtain-fire game, then people kind of take creative liberty and they use, like, the characters, and I'm sure there's some range of the music that's in there, so it'll feel very, you know, Toho-y, but it's, uh, you know, they're, they're still fan games and they kind of do what they will, uh, take the game into a different direction, if you will. Um, so, other than the games that we... Like to talk about that, we'd like to point out on Steam because we think they you know, hey, our, our listeners and our fans out there are probably going to be interested in at least some of this. Uh, there was a game out there that was published on Steam not that long ago um, called um, Toho Pants Contest. <laughs> and uh, we are, to be very clear, we are discouraging anyone from getting this game because it was a uh, Allegedly stolen from Nico Video, where it was originally published, and that is available for free over there. I'm not going to be linking it anywhere, but that was out there, and uh, it's um, it's a rather strange game. We're not going to be linking it due to the nature of the game, but you can look it up yourself if you're interested. So that's as far as I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I, I see people in our Discord are already picking up some of the titles I'm talking. About. Uh, yeah. Good, good on you, I suppose, for that. Uh, it's it's always neat to see uh, people out there, and uh, the fan works as well. So I'm going to jump into a couple of other songs here. Um, I don't know if DMJ is listening, but... Uh, ah, darn. You know, I really wanted to play, like, this other one. I guess... Let me switch things up a bit. Uh, Let's go with this song from Violet Delta. It is uh, Acid Hyperdrive Remastered 303 Edit, uh, followed by a track off of an album that we acquired sometime in between the last show and this show from the original, the very first pop culture album. I have it sitting right here on my desk. Uh, This is Binary Catwalk uh, after this next song here. So here's Acid Hyperdrive, and we'll be right back here in Kansouky Radio Live, number 74.
3: My sense, definition of existence, Induction of your time, definition of consciousness, your
1: radio live number 74 tonight thanks everyone for joining us this evening and it is that time of the evening where we look at countries and listeners uh we have listeners from countries including uh let's see here uh australia austria finland france germany japan mexico norway russia south africa sweden the united kingdom and the united states and we have listeners such as atomics 10 DMJ is listening, Jeshua Mr. Sketchy, Nozoner, Renard Few SS Moog, Super Deniman, can't find remote, Chris 1, General Coolmand, 6A and White Flags 99. Thank you all for listening tonight as well as everyone else who is on the station just listening to us live. And beyond that, we also have a smaller list, including Zero Nick Wanamingo, General Coolman No Zoner, Mr. Sketchy, Kagiro Day, Arani and Kisone Kinoma, some of whom I already mentioned, but these and a whole bunch of other folks are part of our support group. Uh, If you like what we do on the station, if you like what GR does, and you want to support the people behind the station, um, we have a Patreon that's set up. You can go to patreon.com slash LunarSpotlightMedia, and there you can get some cool perks for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, Just see a little bit of what's happening behind the scenes, get some cool behind-the-scenes, uh, clips from these shows, stuff that doesn't actually get aired live, and stuff like that, so uh, you can check it out over there if you're at all interested, and thanks for your consideration. So, I left off on games and Steam, and DMJ is maybe nowhere to be found. Are you here, DMJ? No. Alright. What about Nano? Is Nano here? I know he... Nano's getting over, uh, you know, from uh, from illness, so I know. I guess I'm solo right now, so this is exciting. I mean, not that I've never done this before. It's just that the last time I did this was, gosh, several years ago? We normally have other people on, but regardless. Um, so let's talk a little bit about stuff that I've been working on. Uh, just an example of what's, uh, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I know we mentioned at the very beginning that we were had something to do with tape, there were people who were in our Discord server who said, yes, talk more about tape. What is that? I kind of want to talk to DMJ about it a little bit, though, so I'll, I'll try to hang on to it. But if we run over stuff, you know, we'll get there. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, with the additional music that we, you know, we've had this whole, like, organization thing. We got all the music together, consolidated it all into one place, it is all nice and neat and organized, and now we're going through the music and just going through a regular filtering process. Now, people who don't know uh, the filtering process on Gensoki Radio is really part of what makes the station what it is. Uh, there are a number of criteria that we go through that we, we try to like, I mean, it's, it's difficult to really keep it objective, but uh, I mean, because music is really subjective, but Um, you know, we, we try to look for things like, for example, like over-accentuated vocals. If the levels aren't quite right, like the, like maybe the track has vocals, but they're really quiet compared to the rest of the music. It's just not like a great fit. Um, there's some songs that I like in, you know, listening to like on my own in my car or whatever, but, uh, may not be appropriate for the station, you know, stuff that's like, um... I don't know like me EDM or or stuff that resembles country maybe or I I don't know like so or maybe like um a bunch of like if you're really into orchestral or piano music or uh, guitar instrumentals or stuff like that I mean like we have some of that that'll go on the station but it's this weird thing where we also kind of want to keep a balance of content that's on the station and try to get it so that there's not a whole lot of one thing over another Um, so it's it's really an interesting process that we go through but uh, so throughout this process uh, we've found that we have a lot more circles than I thought we had initially. I mentioned this earlier on in the show. But, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I think we'll probably have somewhere around 150 different circles uh, on the station. Some of these are smaller circles, you know, the circles that people have probably never heard of before. Uh, but obviously, you have circles that people have heard before, uh, like, uh, you know, A1 and Alstromery Records and IOSIS and. Uh, stuff like that, but then you have circles that perhaps not everyone has heard of before. I mean, uh, Katsuki Records is another one that's uh, probably a little more popular, um, but you know, we, like, uh, Bunny Rhythm is relatively new, uh Otome is relatively new to the station, um, that's, I think, mainly due to Zara, kind of brought it uh, along when we had him, we got him on as our library manager, and so he's like, here, guys, I don't know why you don't know about this already, but uh, this is a thing. So, it's, um, Taking some of his recommendations and putting them into the station as well is, is part of this process. So uh, we think that like when it's all said and done, after all this filtering is done and we end up, you know, putting it on the station and putting it in the regular rotation, uh, then you'll hear it in the regular 24/7 playlist that is usually, you know, it's the main part of Gensoki Radio. We do these two hour shows once a month. Um, We have done other shows in addition to these, but, you know, otherwise it's really um, just focusing on the station and its playlist as a whole. So, yeah, Um, so let's see. Some of the other newer circles that we have coming in, uh, I know DMJ mentioned some of these before, but we've got Noah, Violet Delta, um, we're pretty sure, I haven't gotten to filtering this one yet, but Rashad E.B., uh, his one album, uh, Bullet Hell, is definitely something that could be considered for the station, and you'll likely find some material on it in the not-too-distant future. Um, there is stuff from Area Zero, which is a combination of Zara provided some of it, and I also picked up some of it from my last batch of music from Japan. And then we also have Datfile Records, thanks DJ, uh, Kishida Kyodan, um, which is interesting because I'm not actually sure when that came in. I think it's one of those, like, it was disorganized and sat in a corner somewhere and we kind of forgot about it. Uh, But that'll be coming in, probably, at some point. Uh, Nudahachi, which uh, DMJ mentioned earlier, and uh, many others as well. So I hope you look forward to what we have coming in uh, and what's in store for the station. Uh, All of that will probably be done uh, either sometime in mid-December... Or it might get pushed out a little bit uh, into January just because this time of year is a little a little more chaotic than the rest of the year. You know, you've got the holidays and a lot of family stuff going on and stuff like that. So uh, time is going to be a little more short on everyone's end, but uh, we'll try to get it to work so yeah and then once we have the initial sort of filtered batch of music go out to the station and it starts playing we'd love to hear your feedback uh, we've got a rating module on the website you can listen to the station on the website if you're not doing that right now um, <laughs> and you can rate songs as long as you're not during this live show uh, on the station and let us know what you think um, another sort of interesting point to that is one thing we've done the last couple of years is this top 100 toho songs of the current year or the past year depending um so we did one for 2017 and 2016 and uh we intend on doing one for 2018 as well but those are based on listener ratings so if you haven't been doing that let us know what you think and it's I mean, I've tried to make it as easy as uh, as possible. So, <laughs> why some of these uh, some of these images in chat are are also interesting. Anyway, so yeah, that's a thing. All right, uh, we've got uh, We've got a couple of other things talking here. i um, I'm gonna put in a little bit more music, and we'll come back and hopefully DMJ will be here with us, and then I'll talk to you a little bit more about the uh, tape thing, because I think that is sort of the the question mark, the thing that people have heard about a little bit, but uh, don't really know what it is. Uh, so I will let you know more about that after these next couple songs here. Uh, the first one up here is something from Bullet Hell, after that is uh, My Dearest, the Nato Remix. So let's get this started here on Gensoki Radio Live number 74. I'll be back in just a bit. Soiki Radio Live number 74 tonight, and I am apparently uh, just here by myself until DMJ comes back from the thing he needed to do. So he's going to be missing out on my next topic, which is talking to you guys about this this tape thing. Uh, DMJ is apparently listening, um, so I don't know if he's listening in his car or whatever. He had to like actually go somewhere. And then he said he'd be back before the end of the show. But eh, we'll see if that happens. So this tape thing is a project that uh, one of my other friends and I uh, were working on a little bit. Uh, just looking into. And uh, lo- the, it's a t- to be clear, it is a digital archive project. Uh, it is a, uh, an alternate means of storing data and information on tapes. Um, which sounds like a really old idea. And that's be. I mean, like, the technology itself is older, but there's uh, people who are still working on it. There's still R&D being done, and uh, tapes, at least at an enterprise level, have, have a surprisingly high capacity for data. Um, so the... <laughs> I don't think I can talk about this without getting at least a little bit technical. So the uh, type of tapes that we're... Working with are LTO tapes. I think it's linear tape open, or something like that is what they what that stands for. And there's a number of generations that have happened. There's uh, the current generation is LTO eight, and the that capacity of tapes can store something like fifteen terabytes or something. It's a ton of data. Um, so and I'd have to look this up again, but like, so it's a ton of data, but it's also really expensive and it's intended for enterprise level companies and corporations and things to like just have sort of tucked away in their server room for data archiving uh, reasons. You know, there's, there's, say there's a medical company that needs to store information, but needs it to be on a really stable medium because they're going to, you know, like by law or whatever, certain regulations dictate that you need to have those files for at least the next 10 years or something if it ever has to be looked up again. Uh, And these tapes can be written to and then just kept in storage and they'll last for something like 30 years uh, before degradation really starts to Sort of take its toll, so that's really interesting. Um, but so, the, and it looks like DMJ's back. So, uh, welcome back, DMJ. Nope. Okay. Well, he'll he'll, <laughs> he'll he'll show up at some point during this break, I'm sure. But um, so, we're working a, a few generations back. Um, LTO eight still relatively, I mean, no, not relatively, really expensive for most people. It's not a consumer level piece of hardware, Uh, we're working with LTO four tapes. It's a, you know, it's a number of generations back, and uh, that is um, at kind of the point where there's like anyone who still has that, um, any companies or whatever that are still using LTO4 tapes are upgrading and moving to the next thing, which means they're selling off their old stuff for relatively cheap on places like eBay. So my friend and I looked at this and we said, huh, well, you know, this is an interesting technology. I wonder if we can do something with this. And so we ended up getting um, an LTO4 drive, which, by the way, the drives are the most expensive part of the entire thing. If you're going to get an LTO eight tape drive, the thing that can actually read and write to the tape, it's going to cost you somewhere in the ballpark of like six grand or something. Um, the, the numbers will vary depending on the, the exact you know, whatever, but like, yeah, it's it's thousands of dollars, and so LTO four drives are like less than a hundred, which is accessible to people like my friend who uh, was helping sort of uh, look into this. So, now we have an LTO4 drive, we have a bunch of LTO4 tapes, and I was just kind of playing around with like, well, what can you use this for? Someone in chat did mention earlier that you could use it for just storing, you know, a bunch of Toho music and just have it be there for, I mean, for all intents and purposes, all eternity, being that it could be effectively stored on that tape for longer than Toho has even been in existence. Uh, at this point Toho is only like 22 25 ish uh, on the high end It depends on who you ask really but like um, it's it's a little more than 20 years old and so these tapes can store information for more than or longer than that obviously uh, but w- what we'd be using it for is uh, I mean a number of things for those of you who don't know I you know we have a, a server that holds, an array of data, uh, a lot of that being station-related, a lot of it not being station-related. But it's it's something like 16 terabytes, and it's almost full. So we were kind of looking at, well, what are some other options? What are some options that aren't just traditional hard drives? Because hard drives will eventually fail. Uh, We posted something about this, I'm not sure, I think it was last year sometime, um, where one of our hard drives had actually failed. Um, And I knew it was going to fail i saw that ahead of time and and uh was able to mitigate it welcome back dmj
2: hey um so i have a question yeah sure so when it comes to these tape drives is there any way these things could work inside of a vacuum
1: um like space
2: um because just imagine this we send a probe to space with magnetic tapes just containing nothing but Toho music out into the distant vastness of space. So, so,
1: I mean, so you run into some other problems. Um, In space, there's radiation, and it'll probably degrade the magnetic medium faster than uh, it would otherwise. But, I mean, what they've um, they've actually sent uh, gold-plated records into space, though, and those are supposed to last for a very long time thousands and thousands of years
2: so you're saying we should convert instead of magnetic tape to gold records
1: if you really want your toho music to last <laughs> this is what we're gonna have to do
2: uh but i do think this magnetic tape thing is really interesting especially the correlation between you getting the magnetic tape and then Linus getting his and me having to now learn about what well, magnetic tape see, is was, so I can understand it from both of you
1: see, it was interesting because like I think I had some of the tape stuff before he even posted a video about it so it's not like I was trying to do what he was doing especially since I don't have a Mac and he does and that's how he's interfacing with it I'm using Linux and a couple of uh, a couple of really old programs to interface with it. Uh, For those of you who don't know or are familiar with with compressed files, or or, um, just file archives in general, um, if you've ever heard of a tar file, that literally means tape archive. T-A-R, tape archive. That's originally what it's for. So if you have like a tar.gz, gz is just gzipped, it's a compression... uh, Yeah, so that's what that is. And it's been around for a very long time, so you can interact with a tape drive using TAR as the program, and then you can, um, or at least you can store TAR files? No, I think you can read... Anyway, and then there's a couple of other programs, uh, MT and MTX, which actually do th- operations, read-write operations, and you, it's, a, it's really interesting, but it's also, like, all command-line stuff, because, um... It's not consumer tech it's it's old enterprise tech, so like there's no like consumer friendly software for it, and that's what that's also kind of what makes the whole process of looking into it um really interesting.
2: Well, it's also really interesting looking at people giving away those tape uh, those tape drive libraries, the ones with the robot arms
1: mm-hmm. like
2: th- those are those that's the most interesting part where it's just literally you just see these arms of just robots just pulling and moving all of this, all of these tapes out. And I think, I, re, I don't know if it was you who Googled it. I think it was you who Googled it and you saw one that was, a th- like, going on sale for, like, on a freaking deal.
1: Yeah, yeah there there was one on sale for about $1,000. It could hold something like a 1,000 tapes and it was in California, which obviously made it inaccessible because you had to pick it up with the van or something. Um, also, it was $1,000 and I had no reason to have one of those things, so... But,
2: like... Just imagine, just you have this this library of automation just going. Like, what is this so, for? Amusement.
1: So the thing that we ended up picking up was an auto loader. Um, it actually holds sixteen tapes, and it does have a robotic sort of. Um, it's like an assembly that sits in the middle, and it rotates. It can pull tapes in, rotate ninety degrees, and then plug it into the drive. And then to take it out of the drive, it just reverses that process. Um, and the, but the um, the really interesting thing, and and some people mentioned this earlier, where we did a stream of this not that long ago, um, is that the like it can hold sixteen tapes, but the way that it's stored uh, stores the tapes is in like this vertically mounted carousel or something like like it's difficult to describe and much easier to just show you, um, but like it it rotates to the left or to the right and when it gets to the ends it either drops down to the, the lower level or raises up to the upper level and reverses direction. So that's how it cycles through the tapes that are available. And then once it gets to the right one, and it knows it's the right one because these all have barcodes and it scans the barcode and makes sure it's the right one that you're trying to pull before it actually starts working with it. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. And I, sh- I should really like try to find that video and post it to you and everyone else here. Because it it was it was public, like you know, it was just something like the initial, um, I had streamed on, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure, um, just my initial, looking into this and and working with it, because at at a certain point we we tried to eject a tape from the loader and it got stuck, so we had to open it up anyway. Um, but I have, I also had to switch um, swap out the drive because. The drive that came with the auto loader used like an old SCSI format, and the new drive that we had has fiber channel. So like I, so the the tape drive that I have has four gigabit fiber channel that interfaces with a card in a different machine, a Linux box really, and that's how you interface with it. It's really interesting. I've never done anything quite like this before so
2: well isn't there now like like isn't because this is technically all old tech right like this is all old stuff that somehow has now when it got into the enterprise level it needs to be modernized
1: well Um, i mean so like lto as a format is fairly modern i mean like they're still kind of keeping that format they're just as the generations go on, they're able to increase the density of... Well,
2: I'm, ta- I'm talking about that. I- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the medium itself, not the not the yeah. format. Yeah, the yeah, medium yeah, yeah. itself is old, and they're just trying to modernize this older format, kind of like how CDs, where you had like CD, DVD, Blu-ray. They're now trying to do that, but with magnetic tape.
1: <laughs> I guess. I mean, they're... they're... LTO is not the only one out there. There's other formats that are still out there, and they're still popular enough where they're they're being sold and used and stuff and everything like that. But like, um, I don't know. This this is just the way that we went because it's it seems to be the most popular. It seems to be um, for the same you know for similar reasons uh, the most cheap to obtain after someone else has used it. Um, so.
2: Well, I I actually do think the the magnetic tape is really interesting, and I want to see like how we utilize it.
1: Yeah, i I would also like to try to figure that out as well. Um, especially considering the 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 server box. It's a it's a rack monable server, right? So my my friend has a server rack, or at least had one on until it got bent out of shape and he had to get a new one or something. Um, the long story short he had to have movers move it down a flight of stairs. they ended up dropping it um, and it's uh, it rolled down it didn't roll down the stairs but it went down the stairs and it got banged up and it also put like a small divot in the concrete foundation wall. <laughs> So, um, it also, it also, heavy. it also damaged like the last three steps. So we had to completely replace those. Um, it was, it was interesting, but, um, but he couldn't use it anyway because he had to replace the power unit or something in it. Like it was an old sort of, it was an older rank that he was going to like work and fix it or something. I don't know if he got it for free or just really cheap, but yeah, it was, um, anyway, it was gonna go in there, but then that happened, and there's nowhere really to put it. Um, but the other thing is that apparently its power consumption for what it is is higher than you might expect. It's not the most power efficient box, so. Um, well, of yeah. course. The other thing for people who don't really understand why tape is even, like, an interesting option is, like, other than the, you know, long-term storage you you can write to a tape, take it out of the system, put it on a shelf, and it'll be there, you know, 25 years later when you go to check on it again, um, is that it's economically sensible um it's the reason oh my
2: god yeah it's, it's super it,
1: it's the reason why companies are are looking at this like it you know like it's a viable option um prob- i mean i'm not sure about the higher capacities but um just using lto4 as an example a single tape which is about 800 gigabytes uncompressed or about one and a half terabytes compressed and that depends on the data type but that's beside the point um an 800 gigabyte tape assuming, like, that's the minimum amount of space, it could be more, uh, is about $10. Like, you can find them for $10. There's people selling them for 15 or 20 but that's kind of, you know, the range that you're going to be looking at. If you extrapolate that and you scale that up to, say, 16 terabytes, it's it's actually, like, half the price of what it costs to get 16 terabytes in hard drive format, or, or what it would cost, anyway. So and then you scale it up to you know if if you need terabytes upon terabytes of data uh, you know in a data warehouse if you're a company or whatever then that's just another thing that you can do so uh we're going to we're going to get back in, to this in just a little bit here but uh, we've got our next song coming up from East New Sound this is from uh Cleave Spark and then after that is something from Metropolis so we'll be right back here in Getsoki Radio Live number 74
3: mesheru だって君の
1: you're live number 74 tonight with Lunar and DMJ. Woo-hoo! And we're wrapping things up. We're in the last 10 minutes of the show tonight, but thank you all for listening to us tonight. Uh, you know, we've got a few new listeners out there that haven't been able to catch these shows when they're live. And if you are usually not able to catch these shows in they're live, we want to remind people that you can listen to the shows afterwards on our website, uh, ginsokiradio.net slash shows. And there are links to the different kinds of shows. I think the only one that's up there right now is the, are the Radio live shows. Uh, you can go there and listen to, I think, like the last dozen or so are up on the website. If you're looking for material that's even older than that, we do have stuff up on Mixcloud as well, and that goes all the way back to, like, live number 28 or something like that, so that is, holy cow, like, now that I think about it, that's a long ways back, isn't it? Yeah, that, wow. <laughs> Hold on. 20,
2: 28 was before me.
1: Yeah, um, well... 28
2: was when he was still you, right?
1: No, 28, because no. somewhere around there, um, we had Overcoat from Toho Tuesday on, and you were with us at that point.
2: Okay, I'm trying to think because I remember there were time. I remember because I remember listening back when it was just
1: you. And that was a long time ago. That was before I had all the stuff that I use to run these shows now.
2: That was back when I was in my first apartment, <laughs> not the Bellamy, the first apartment, the one, the the first, the one where my computer was an old computer from 2008 put on a television and that I had the VNC into oh, just gosh. to use because my laptop decided to give up the ghost and then I had to repair the hard drive and my laptop worked again but it, I didn't know how to do that
1: do you remember so what I, um you joined end of 2013 or beginning of 2014 yeah
2: and, like that? and and it was it was the beginning of 2014 you asked me christmas of 2013 okay. i joined the january show
1: all right cool yeah yeah, I mean, yeah it's, so it, it's been almost five years holy cow like, yeah holy It's ridiculous crap. dude
2: so like this th- this thing that I, I i was thinking i was thinking about this like I remember when I ha- I emailed you the first time when we were going to Atlanta and it was just like, hey, buddy of mine is wanting to uh, go down to Atlanta to go see Zun and we would like to give you some handouts. Because that was the first time you were doing like volunteer, like asking people for volunteers to go down and do promotion.
1: Yeah. And you
2: already you're like, oh, we're already sending Puzzle. Here, just meet with him. And I remember when I first met Puzzle, we were just walking around on the floor trying to, like, look for him. And my buddy, my, and my buddy, uh, Jake McBerry, was like, hey, there's a guy walking up here in his pajamas. I looked over and he goes, oh, no, that's Puzzle and his Pacholi cosplay. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, one of my nerds. Okay.
1: Yeah, hey, no, Puzzle. that's, that's who we're looking for. We need to talk to them. uh, what?
2: Well, it's funny because we we realize like, oh, if we ever lose him, we just got to look for the tall dude in a diaper hat, and we are golden.
1: <laughs> uh yes. For for those asking in chats, Zune's very first visit to America was Anime Week in Atlanta in 2013. It was also probably one our one of our most significant uh, promotional events. Um, for, I for spent, K- Radio.
2: I spent ninety percent of the time in the arcade. If I wasn't promoting, you would find me at the arcade. This guy—I don't know if they're still around. I really hope they are. <laughs> they built an our custom arcade cabinet that ran every Toho official game mm. that was a uh, that was a Don Maku shooter, not any of the fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an arcade cabinet for two players, and it was just like this massive behemoth. And it was literally like put together with plywood, and it looked janky but it worked (laughs) and I love this thing and I remember when I was sitting there and Zun walked up to play the machine everybody kind of was just like like any side conversations just stopped it was like if it was so ridiculous just watching Zun just like oh I'm just gonna casually one CC imperishable night
1: yeah that's uh that's the guy right there! Holy cow! He um, just he
2: just did it on, 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 on He like he sat there. He and what was funny about the whole time, and I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but like Zun the entire time he was walking around the floor and everything, he had a like cup of uh like a cup of Budweiser. The entire time he was drinking Budweiser. Really? Yeah, he was drinking Budweiser because I had a little Budweiser. The Budweiser logo on it.
1: Uh, well. That are you sure that was not just the cup? And because I thought I thought like the deal was that he would have Kirin anywhere he went.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Kir- He had Kieran wherever he went, but he was doing wa- tastings.
1: Oh, okay. Too. Okay. So
2: there were because bar- uh, where the where it was there was bars strewn about. <laughs> yeah. And he him it was with uh, I'm trying to remember it was him and Moot from Four Chan were going around to all the bars because I think Moot was kind of like helping him around. Because he had had two people with him. He had Moot, and then he had his interpreter. And they were walking around doing all the tastings. I thought that was really interesting.
1: Okay, interesting. I I guess I didn't really know that. Uh, Hmm, all right. So, yeah, there's a a couple other things I want to mention before we close out. Um, First of all, I mentioned to DMJ before the break that we... uh, in our quest to filter through all the music and things, I stumbled upon a song that we have that combines a, a an original Toho composition. Well, I mean, an actual Toho composition from you know, one of the games uh, with Pink's "So What," and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it as our last song tonight because I think this needs to be heard. But like D- DMJ was saying like this is your this is your calling like this is. <laughs> yes yes
2: okay so i've been t- i've been telling this to a lot of people so there's a lot of people out there who have this uh, uh, ironic appreciation of like terrible b movies mm-hmm. that like think is good you know stuff like that for me it's toho songs mixed with, mixed with western pop songs and them trying to work
1: and sometimes and- they do And And sometimes they do. And and sometimes they get on my nerves when DMJ is like, I want to play that song from from, you know, that combines Britney Spears with uh, a Toho song and like have it be the first (laughs) song that plays when people walk (laughs) in the arcade.
2: Because it's so ridiculous. But then I also have an affinity and I don't know how many of these emo kids are listening right now, but those punk goes pop or classic rock or or classic rock goes punk albums you know where they take the general metalcore of the time and they mix it with like pop or classic rock hmm. and it's just so bad i love them <laughs> i love them so much like oh my god what was it what was it as i lay die dy- it was it as i lay dying doing a cover of blank space by taylor swift like I, I, that stuff is so bad i
1: couldn't tell you i don't even know
2: like also another good one and this is it's around this time it's christmas time i can legally say this now oh, no. august burns red christmas albums mm. go listen to them if you like instrumental metal uh, instrumental metal go listen to the 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 august burns reds christmas albums um i'm sorry but trans-siberian orchestra is dated
1: <laughs> dated <laughs> it kind of is yes yes all right the other th- other couple things here um so yeah yesterday was black friday as i'm sure all of you know there's a steam sale going on and uh we at gansoki radio have taken it upon ourselves to uh you know, put put a some percentage signs on a few of the things on our store. So if you haven't grabbed a shirt or a mug from our website yet, uh, they are um, anywhere from 25 to 50% off. Um, How long does it? Yeah, uh, that'll be going oh. until the end of Monday. So you have until then to make a decision. But yeah, there's there's the uh, the. was it the musical tory shirts are half off and then the digital miko and the mugs are 25% off so um and we're doing that a because sales apparently are the thing that everyone's doing and b it's domain renewal month freaking so radio so we have a bunch of things that got renewed this month and um yeah we (laughs) it would be helpful if uh, if you took advantage of this 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 deal, so
2: let's... how how long does it take for an intellectual property or some sort of copyright to just be okay for you to meme on? Because this would be the part where I would put up that, and I don't know how many people are old enough to remember this, but remember when Walmart used to put like the yellow smile on things mm-hmm. that was on sale? Mm-hmm. Let's can we put the yellow smile <laughs> like like the tag and everything on, on sale page just for the meme, I think that would be great.
1: Well, that's an interesting case, because, like, people who would see that smiley face might think Walmart, but it's a smiley face. And I don't yes. know if you can trademark that.
2: That's the thing, but they used it for so long! Like, oh, I think it, I think they stopped using it in, like, 2008. And they've been using the smile since, like, their inception
1: yeah no kidding
2: like and they haven't used it since but they haven't said whether or not they kept it or not so i want to know does the rollback smile actually like is that a thing still
1: i I don't know uh i need to google this i feel like it probably is somewhere but yeah man chinese market or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I'm sure you can still get like sticker rolls with a whole bunch of smiley faces on them. Might be the same ones that they used at Walmart, I don't know if we'll ever know for sure, but... um, The uh, one last thing here is that we are looking for fan page editors for our Facebook fan page, and if you're interested in uh, doing that, just uh, I guess PM me for now, otherwise you can wait a little bit longer and... The, I'll put up a link in our info channel, and we will probably go on our regular channels as well. Uh, if you want to be in, notified, informed, of when these shows go on and when our next shows are and stuff like that, uh, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, you we're know, on Instagram, You know, go, go do the thing. And I, I say this not just because people apparently want people to follow them, but because... Like Twitter in particular is a you know it's kind of the place where when we announce a show that's one of the first places it goes, and anyone who's interested in listening to shows that keeps missing them or whatever, um, you know, just follow us on there and you'll stay informed. Uh, it's it's like the insert says on the station. It's you know there you go. So that's what I got. Uh, thanks for joining DMJ. Um, it's just kind of you and me tonight. Nano kind of took a yeah. back seat. And fell asleep. Yeah.
2: Um, speak. Hold on. Just back up to the smiley face. <laughs> I just found an article. Apparently, not only do they own this the copyright that they actually enforced it because they brought back the smiley in 2016.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Yes. So apparently, they own copyright to their own um, their own version of the smiley face they don't own the copyright on the smiley face, but their artist rendition of it. Hmm. But it's a very common usage. I like apparently they're in an ongoing lawsuit <laughs> with the actual per- the smiley face company. Oh, what With the, about the Yeah, they're the smiley company Not like this is a thing.
1: <laughs> okay. This, well,
2: yeah, they're called the smiley company and they are located in Brussels
1: okay all right so i've i'm 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 done I'm, I'm done i'm done uh, that's uh yeah I'll, I'll play that last song for you the the one yeah it's like a three minute song so we'll hop into yeah, this here I'm, I'm gonna listen to this yeah enjoy this thanks everyone for joining tonight live number 74 and we will catch you during the next show here until then